Hello, 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 and welcome to Rainbows Rising, where we ascend together. I'm your host, Rainbow Raja, and this week we are going to be going into the brief history of chanting. I'm going to be breaking down the science of sound and vibration and how it works with our body and why chanting actually has an effect on our mind, on our body, and our moods. So let's just jump right in. Chanting is considered the speaking or singing of words or sounds, often on one or two pitch tones. Chants are known to be repetitive. And chanting is also considered a spiritual practice. Much like a prayer, many diverse traditions consider chants a route to spiritual development. Many, many cultures have used chanting. African, Hawaiian, Native American, Australian, Aboriginal, Gregorian, Vedic, Quran reading, Buddhist chants, chanting psalms or prayers in Roman Catholic service, Eastern Orthodox, Lutheran, and Anglican churches. Tibetan Buddhist chants and Tungan rituals involve throat singing, where multiple pitches are produced by the chanter at the same time. Chanting mantras is particularly significant in Hindu traditions and other closely related Indian religions. Mantras are one of the most well-known types of chants. A mantra is a sacred utterance and is believed by practitioners to have magical or spiritual powers for the user. The earliest mantras were composed in Vedic Sanskrit in India. Om, one of the most famous mantras, is believed to be the first sound which originated on earth. When we chant Om, the sound produces a reverberation in the body which helps the body and mind to calm. Some mantras are literal words or phrases, and others, without literal meanings, are musically uplifting and spiritually meaningful. When we look at mantras and chanting, we have to understand the mechanics of vibration and sound therapy. I know I talked briefly about this back in Season 1, Episode 3, Ascension 1, 2, 3, but today... I'm going to dive a bit deeper into understanding how sound and vibration have an effect on our minds, emotions, and bodies, and how we can reprogram them using chanting or music. Vibration is such a powerful force. When we consider that every atom and molecule in existence is vibrating at different speeds, that solid objects are even vibrating on a molecular level and that sound is vibration moving through and reflecting off of molecule particles in the air we can only start to conceptualize how powerful vibration is for us our bodies are also remarkable vessels not just for our souls but for our organs our blood our memories our emotions our food and our waste, our body is made up of over 70% water. Our body is full of liquid, and liquids are the most sensitive conductors of sound and vibration. 
That quote from Frozen 2 comes to mind. Water has memory. Olaf said that. Indeed, it does. Because in this article I found on ResonanceScience.org, scientists show that water has memory. And this is what the article has to say. The German scientists believe that as water travels, it picks up and stores information from all of the places that it has ever traveled through, which can thereby connect people to a lot of different places and sources of information when they drink this water, depending on the journey that it has been on. This has even been compared to the human body, of which each is incredibly unique and has an individual DNA unlike any other, whilst the human body is made up of 70% water, conclusions could be drawn from these new discoveries that human tears can hold a unique memory of an individual being through the body's store of water hosting a complete store of information that is linked to the individual experience. That is some really cool information. Um, And if water can hold memory, it can hold frequency. It can hold sound. And this is actually how sound interacts with water molecules. There are about 800 times more particles in a bottle of water than there are in the same bottle filled with air. Thus, sound waves travel much faster in water than they do in the air. In fresh water at room temperature, for example, sound travels about 4.3 times faster than it does in air at the same temperature. Sound traveling through the air soon becomes less loud as you get further away from the source. This is because the wave's energy quickly gets lost along the way. Sound keeps its energy longer when traveling through water because the particles can carry the sound waves better. In the ocean, for example, the sound of a humpback whale can travel thousands of miles and still be heard. With that in mind, have you ever gotten into an argument and found yourself stuck? Reliving that argument for the rest of the day, stuck in that feeling, stuck with the words they said in your head, stuck in that moment, trying so hard to rationalize your way out of this interaction that has already passed and you logically know you shouldn't be so bothered. But for some reason, those feelings won't fade. That is because that person was projecting a stronger frequency that then you took and held in your own body. You aren't able to reprogram your body until you interact with a stronger frequency. And that is where chanting comes in. Because the theory is each chant holds a frequency. And by creating a resonance chamber with your own body, the vibrations will continue to tune your body to match the chance frequency. So pretend you're a cello. The hollow body 
of the cello is the resonance chamber and your body, which is 70% water, is also a resonance chamber. Your vocal cords are equivalent to the strings on the cello. And when you chant or make sound, your body should feel like a basin vibrating with each vowel. When I chant, I feel the vibrations even down my arms and legs into my fingers and toes all the way to the top of my head. Now, if you're really tense and you're holding, you're tightening your throat and you're holding that sound down in your body, you're not doing the right breath work, it doesn't come out and vibrate your body the same way. So I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about how you can relax your body enough, how you can create that resonance chamber so you can really feel those effects. But in this article in Scientific American, the hippies were right. It's all about vibrations, man. The author, Tam Hunt, says this. All things in our universe are constantly in motion, vibrating. Even objects that appear to be stationary are in fact vibrating, oscillating, resonating at various frequencies. Resonance is a type of motion characterized by oscillation between two states. And ultimately, all matter is just vibrations of various underlying fields. An interesting phenomenon occurs when different vibrating things, processes, come into proximity. They will often start, after a little time, to vibrate together at the same frequency. They, quote, sync up, end quote. Sometimes in ways that can seem mysterious. This is described today as the phenomenon of spontaneous self-organization. Now, although this article is mainly talking about a new theory of consciousness in relation to vibration, I found this quote applies to the same principle of sound and vibration therapy and chanting. There was even a medical study done on the neurohemodynamic response of chanting OM for patients with depression and epilepsy. The study found that significant deactivation was observed bilaterally during OM chanting in comparison to the resting brain state in bilateral, orbital, frontal, and uh, anterior cingulate, and the hippocampi. Even the right amygdala demonstrated significant deactivation while chanting Ohm. They even did a placebo stage in the study where patients chanted no activation or deactivation of the brain regions were recorded. So I have linked all the articles I mentioned in the description for those interested in reading the full article, understanding where I was coming from with these quotes. Um, I encourage you guys to go check them out because they are really interesting articles. But my main point is that chanting and vibration has such a profound effect 
on our bodies, that it has even been recognized by the scientific community to have an effect on our conscious minds in reducing activity and in harmonizing vibrations between people. So let's start talking about how you can create that resonance chamber in your body so you can start to practice chanting the appropriate way. The first thing you want to do is find a comfortable spot. Um, Sitting upright is ideal. You really want to make sure that you're sitting up straight, that your chest is open, that you are relaxing your low back, that you really rotate your hips and pelvic floor down, dropping it down more into the floor. Make sure that your throat is open, your shoulders are relaxed, and that you are comfortable. If you have a lot of back problems, if you have trouble holding yourself upright, do some stretches before you start chanting. Find a chair that you can get some support in. And when you do start to chant, it's best to begin your chanting practice with some breath work. Breathing all the way down to the pit of your belly. Taking that deep breath. Feeling your stomach expand. And as you breathe out, feeling your stomach contract back to its neutral position. Breathing really does come down to a diaphragmatic breath. I do cover this when we talk about Hara breathing. I do talk about this in several other episodes. Um, But really relaxing your upper body and trying to get a natural breathing pattern, breathing all the way down to the pit of your stomach and breathing out where you are not forcing anything, where you're not pushing, where you're not feeling uncomfortable. It should be effortless. It shouldn't be something you have to feel like you're pushing or trying to to do this. Once you have a really easy breathing pattern that's deep, that's expanding and contracting, that you feel your chest rising and falling. You feel like you're getting more oxygen than you normally would, right? That's when you want to start incorporating sound. Before we get into chants or get into anything specific, just start with vowel sounds. This is to help you understand how to hold out those vowel sounds for long periods of time, um, to help you with finding a pitch and holding that pitch, to help you figure out where your range is. Some people feel like they they really want to start low, but they just don't have the range for it. Or they want to start high, and they just don't have the range for it. Find a comfortable tone for you. Something that feels good. Where you really start to feel those vibrations in your body. So if you're in a place you can actually give this a try, I really recommend that you do this with me so that you can start to apply this to your practice, but if not, that's okay too. 
can always come back to this episode and try it again when you have the time. So go ahead, get comfortable, sit upright, get your shoulders relaxed, your lower back relaxed, and just place your hands in your lap or on your knees. Take that deep breath. And as you breathe out, just make a vowel sound. Most likely you weren't able to hold it that long. That's totally okay. You probably if you haven't done this before, probably only got three to five seconds, and that's fine too. We all have a starting place, and I can tell you, I was not able to hold it very long when I first began. Don't don't be too hard on yourself, all right? So this just takes practice. Try different sounds, and really just try and get a rhythm going. Breathing in. Um, it's not about how high you can make it. It's not necessarily even about how long you can make it or how loud you can be. You can be very quiet if that's what's comfortable for you. You could be extremely loud if that's what's comfortable for you. Um, Knowing where regulating the sound, for me, I can feel that it's just coming out naturally, but there's a tiny bit of resistance in my throat so that I am able to regulate my breath to hold the note out longer. That's how I do chanting for long periods of time is I'm able to regulate how much air flow is coming out of me so I can have longer tones. That's important for me when I'm doing singing and I'm doing um, the light code activations and the medicine songs because I need to be able to regulate my pitches. Uh, Sometimes it's really high and sometimes it's really low and um, I needed enough air control. Just naturally, my body would know how to do that while I am tuning into my guides and tuning into the chants they bring. In a private practice of doing any kind of chanting, breath control is so important for being able to last a long time. Here is a disclaimer. If you don't have uh, good breath control and you seem to get winded or you start to become dizzy, you start to feel lightheaded, and we're not talking in the nice ways. We're talking like you start to feel you know, a little loopy, please stop. Please stop the chant practice right away. You don't want to pass out from doing chanting because your breath work isn't um, regulated just yet. Just go back to the breath work and get that in order. Get that moderate and just practice the breathing before you get into the chanting. It can be just it it can be so it can be so tempting 
to try and push yourself. It can be so tempting to try and hold out those notes for so long, especially when you really start to get a good drone. Drone is when you have that vibration going and you can feel it and you start to hear it and it's just really reverberating in your body. You want to hold that drone out because it feels so good. Don't. Just don't. Please don't. You want to make sure that you are able to do that without passing out. Okay, so that was my disclaimer. Be gentle with yourself. Be patient with where you are because no matter where you are, even if it's, um, 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 even if that's all you can handle right now, it's totally okay. It's okay. It's okay. And if chanting those long vowels don't, just doesn't feel right to you, change the practice so that it does feel right. Um, I knew somebody when I worked with them on chanting, they did not like doing long monotone uh, chants. It was very boring and they could not hold their attention. They, it just, there was no reward for them. So what they did was they would take the chants and they would create songs. They were still monotone-ish songs, but they would create, you know, whatever it was they did. But that was what worked for them. They were able to drop into an extremely deep meditative state doing that. And that was what felt right for them. Everybody's different. Our bodies are different. And it's important that you really listen to your body, that you're tuning into what feels good, and that you feel safe playing with the practice, finding different chants, different um, phrases, different affirmations, different sounds, and giving it a try and seeing what resonates with you because chanting practices can be so life-changing when you find the right one. And the, the chants that changed my life the most really were the chakra chants. They really were. So we are going to go through the chakra chants today. I'm going to demonstrate and I encourage you guys to chant along with me. You don't have to be in sync with me, but when I move to the second or the third or the fourth or whatever chakra, I encourage you to go ahead and move along with me um, and just, just try the practice. And if you want to come back to this, I will be sure to put a chapter so you can just jump straight to the practice in the future. All right. When we do chakra chants, we always, 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 always start at the root chakra. You start at the foundation and you work your way up. Don't just jump into those higher chakras just because you want to feel enlightened. It is so important to have your root chakra open and functioning before you start opening your third eye and your crown chakra. When you open your root chakra, 
you are creating a connection to the earth, which acts as a lightning rod ground. So all that energy, any energy that isn't in resonance with you anymore, anything that isn't benefiting you, it's going to ground through your feet, through your root chakra into the earth. And if you happen to open your crown or your third eye chakra and your root chakra is not stable, it's not open, it's not healthy, the information that you get through your crown and your third eye is not going to be clear. There isn't going to be a clear resonance all the way to the base of your being and back. You're just not going to get the same harmonics. Um, it would be like you're in an auditorium and you are singing and then suddenly somebody takes a big bunch of cotton and stuffs it into the orchestra pit so that the audience can't hear you singing. That's kind of what it's like when you're not opening certain chakras and you just like work backwards down. So, um, you know, it's up to you, but that was what I've learned through my practice when I worked with just my crown and third eye. I got a lot of misinformation and a lot of transmissions and um, guide stuff that just was not clear uh, and it, it was not as helpful as what it became when I opened my root chakra first. So without further ado, let's go ahead and start with our root chakra. The chant is LAM. L-A-M, LAM, and we are going to hold that vowel, AH, as we chant. All right, so get comfortable. Take some deep breaths. Relax your shoulders. Relax your back. Try and find that place, that seated place where you just kind of are balancing on your seat without any issues. When you're ready, begin chanting with me.
last one. start to notice your voice fluctuating or breaking pitch or getting weird, just know that's because you're running into a block, that there is a frequency down there that you're working through. Just keep chanting and holding the vibrations that you're doing and it will break through. So our sacral chakra is Ram, Ram.
last one.
Last one. Check in with your body. Check in with your shoulders. Make sure you're staying relaxed. And just a reminder, if you're having to chant several times while I do my long chants, that's totally fine. Your goal is just to hear my tone, hear how I'm doing it, and do what feels right for you. Do what feels right for you. Okay? So we are now going to move into the fourth chakra, the heart chakra. And the chant for that is Yam. Yam. Okay?
Just know that as we go through these, if any emotions come up, if any memories, if any thoughts, just be present with what is passing through you in those moments. I have done chanting practices where I just spontaneously started crying. I was releasing some trauma or some block. So know that in these practices healing will happen emotional releases are bound to happen so be gentle on yourself and know that as you work through the chakras there might be uncomfortable feelings that start to boil up and it's okay to step away it's okay to come back to this the next day and try and move through the chakras again Okay, so we just did the heart chakra. We're going to move into the fifth chakra, the throat chakra. The throat chakra's chant is hum. deep breath check your shoulders check your back make sure you're staying relaxed
chakra, the most famous chant of all, Aum, Aum, right? It's actually spelled A-U-M. Some people spell it O-M. Um, when chanting Aum, you really want to emphasize that A sound. Aum. Uh, with some of these chants, you may have noticed that there's an emphasis on beginning consonant or that there's an emphasis on the M at the end. Play around with the different sounds and the different frequencies you get from the beginning, the middle, and the end of each of these chants. So let's go ahead and start. Um, check your shoulders. Make sure you're staying relaxed.
Last one. feel at all the way I do I I do have an altered consciousness right now I'm definitely a lot more like I guess dreamy I got got a lot of um, kind of visions going through my head as I chant feeling a little lightheaded but not in the I'm going to pass out it's definitely more of like, oh, I just meditated, got into a deep, deep meditative state. So be gentle on yourself. Stay aware of how you feel in your body, how the chanting is affecting you. We're going to move on to the very last chant. If you were not able to hold the root chakra chant uh, drone, without any kind of breaks or inflections or whatnot, hold off on the crown chakra chant. Hold off until you can hold the root really solid, until you can feel the vibrations really solid in your body. Reason being is opening your crown when your root chakra is not balanced causes similar symptoms uh, as like hearing voices, having increased anxiety, having insomnia, having mood swings, a bunch of things that cause distress and dis, you know, uh, dis-ease in your daily life um, can happen. I'm not saying it will happen, I'm saying it's a possibility. So just be mindful know your limit, know when you're grounded, when you're not grounded. If, if you are ready to move into the crown chakra, go ahead and do so. I know I'm really grounded. I really feel my body with each chant. I'm aware of the thoughts that are coming up. I can feel it in my body. I can feel where I'm releasing things. So I know I'm very grounded in my body, in the soles of my feet, touching the earth, in my tush touching the chair so just be aware of that okay we're gonna move into the crown chakra chant last chant is it is spelled n g or a n g it can also be pronounced a pronounced it for a really long time and it had the same effect so totally up to you how you want to go about it I think today I'm going to try and just see where that goes Ang. that's what I'm gonna do you can do ning if you want that one worked for me 
um, when I did it every single day for a year. So let's go ahead and begin. Take a nice deep breath, check your shoulders. So there we have it. 
we just chanted from the root chakra all the way to the crown chakra, I know that I had found some areas that I had some blocks. I found some areas that had some cool visions and memories attached, some new insights. And I really appreciate you guys coming along with me, doing this really incredible practice together and uh, just just trying it out, giving it a shot. I recommend if this felt good to you, if you were able to get to those places where you're you're getting visions, where you're feeling those vibrations in your body, where you're feeling things opening up or emotional emotions flowing for you. I recommend trying to do this every day. You don't have to spend as much time as we spent today on it, but just being able to go through and chant each chakra can be a really profound way to tune your body for the day. I used to chant through all my chakras on my way to work every day, uh, which was about a 35-minute drive when, uh, when I was having to commute. So it is a really good thing to do when you're in a car going somewhere or if you're uh, just kind of waiting for your next client or whatnot. So I hope you guys really enjoyed today. I hope you guys enjoyed me going into kind of the, the scientific uh, sound and vibrational perspective and talking a little bit about the history and why chanting and sound work in general, any kind of sound work, can be so beneficial for your practice and how it can actually help you, like how you can see it help you. And um, we'll go more into that next week, um, into how to start reprogramming your mind, but you can get the idea of how you can start to do that if your body is holding on to these frequencies, holding on to these resonances, using affirmations and using chants, um, your body is going to hold on to that frequency. And when it does that, it's going to reprogram you. So start to play around with chanting this week. And uh, I can't wait to come back next week and show you guys more uh more chanting techniques and I'm really excited to have our guest uh, coming and I'll, I'll, you know, save that for next week. I'll tell you guys all about her. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. I really appreciate you guys coming and like putting in the work every week. We cover so many topics and I, I can see you guys. You're, you're coming back week after week, and I deeply appreciate it. I really appreciate you guys putting in the time and the effort into your development, into your self-care, and into learning how to overcome your adversities and your challenges through these practices, which I have found integral for my own development. So thank you so much for giving it a try and seeing how it works for you. And if you guys want to support the show and you guys really enjoy the content, please, please, please write a review or just give me a rating on, on Apple Podcasts. Just 
hop on over to Apple Podcasts and give Rainbows Rising a rating. Or Amazon Music. You can do it on Audible or Spotify. Um, or you could even just share it with your friends on social media. That would really help. Um, it helps people find the show. And when you share things that you love with your friends and family, and they might get something out of it too. They might be able to help themselves through these practices. If you find benefit out of them, they might as well. I really, really appreciate you guys so much. And I look forward to tuning in next week and giving you guys more practices and more stuff to do. Thank you again. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and keep ascending together. Bye. Are you ready to ascend to the next level? This is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide calling. Please be sure to keep all arms and legs inside your vessel at all times. I'm just here to remind you to take some time today. Support Rainbow's Rising podcast. Go join the Discord community. Check out the Patreon. Get some stickers, custom tarot cards. Check out the merch. The merch. You know you want to. Go connect with Rainbow Raja. Maybe even get a session. Who knows? Your support helps make this show possible. And she loves to support you. Help support her too. Once again, this is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide, guiding you to your ascension.